My guest today is Reviews Editor Arthur Gies. I'm Charlie Hall, in for Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Thank you for joining me today, Arthur. I know it's a very busy time of the year for you. Little bit, little, a couple things, a couple things happening. <laughs> Your review of Titanfall Two went live at Polygon yesterday, um, and I, I kind of wanted to get into the meat of it. But first, can you help me understand a little bit of? kind of the provenance of the team making this. It was something that you dipped in in your review, and I think folks might have uh, might have kind of maybe forgotten where this team came from uh, since the last Titanfall came out. I guess it was so sort of dramatic that it's hard to imagine that people could forget. But uh, back in 2010, if I remember correctly, uh, the studio that created Call of Duty, uh, Infinity Ward, had a falling out at the top with the sort of corporate entities over at Activision, uh, which caused first the two founders of the studio um, to leave, and then a lot of the rest of the sort of leads and prominent people at the studio to follow them. Uh, And the studio that those departing members created was Respawn. Um, And so Titanfall was Respawn's first game after that, which came about three, four, God, almost four years or more than four years after, uh, the sort of dissolution of those people in Activision. And, uh, and yeah, this is the second game from that studio, although they're also currently working on a, uh, I think unannounced, but confirmed to exist Star Wars licensed project. Ooh, I can't wait to hear more about that as news comes out. But something in particular jumped out at me in your review. And you said the easiest comparison to Titanfall 2 is Call of Duty, which would be lazy if not for the fact that those two series share an enormous amount of DNA. It feels like Titanfall is at times a what-if for where the preeminent FPS might have gone had those two studios kind of stayed together. What did you mean by that? I mean, there were a lot of rumors uh, around the time of the sort of Infinity Ward implosion that the uh, Infinity Ward brain trust wanted to take the series into the future uh, as opposed to doing a modern combat game. Uh, But they also didn't want other Activision studios doing a modern combat game, so it's all sorts of complicated Activision politics. Um. But there, there is a real sense playing Titanfall the first and Titanfall two that there are similar priorities in play, uh, particularly in just the way that the game controls and the way the guns function, um, even right down to the way that there's like the sort of subtle click when you hit things, like this sort of very identifiable marker on the screen that tells you when you've hit things. That feedback loop is very, very similar to, to Call of Duty, which has been influential across the first-person shooter space since uh, Call of Duty 2, arguably, and much more uh, prominently, uh, Modern Warfare. So it definitely has that sort of same root, that same basic philosophy about playability and priorities. 
Now, of course, the the one thing <clears throat> that was very much missing from the original Titanfall was that single player campaign. They they had something unusual though. It was a they called it campaign multiplayer, where the story kind of unfolded as you played through the multiplayer games, the first few games that you did. But but what's different with Titanfall two this time is that they've added a, a proper single player campaign. Yeah, there's a, a dedicated, uh, completely offline single-player component to Titanfall 2, uh, where, whereas in the original game, as you pointed out, they were multiplayer missions with a sort of narrative element in the background. Uh, that's not the case here. This is a story-driven campaign experience. So for whatever it's worth, this game does have that single-player component, and that addresses a pretty big complaint from a lot of people, regardless of how much they liked the multiplayer uh, element of the original game. And you you called out in your review, and I was very surprised to see it, that that single-player campaign presupposes a lot of knowledge in the player. Like, how does that manifest itself as you're going through the single-player campaign? It does virtually zero work to establish its fiction. Uh, Titanfall 2, I, I feel, assumes, as I said in the review, that, that you played all of the campaign multiplayer from the first game and that you paid a lot of attention uh, and maybe even went to a wiki to read about it or something just to make sure that you understood everything. And um, I think that this game suffers from that because the the narrative and, and sort of history and lore, if you will, of the original Titanfall wasn't especially fleshed out. It wasn't original. It wasn't especially memorable. Uh, it was kind of neat that a multiplayer shooter was bringing that in uh, in a way that very few multiplayer shooters up until that point did. But uh, I, I just don't think that this game, you know, benefits from that. Uh, and unfortunately, what story is there is pretty underwhelming as well. Your review called it a demoralizing slog. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't... I guess it just depends on how much Call of Duty you played over the last decade. Uh, but... I think that Titanfall really suffers from the same sort of corridor full of enemies to shoot at problem that a lot of Call of Duty games have, uh, basically with only a couple of exceptions. Um, and it controls really well. It plays really well, as in the way that you play it is, is very smooth, very responsive. But the enemies are totally brain dead, uh, right up to the point where you walk up to them and really the only way that they're going to get a drop on you is if one sort of stumbles out from behind a corner you didn't check and shoots you a few times. Uh, and amping up the difficulty doesn't really change anything except for you take more damage. Uh, so it's not, it doesn't feel like triumph to kill these things. It doesn't feel like triumph to find any success against them. And even in a Titan, it feels even less so uh, because the, the battle is so lopsided. Um, and it just, it's not an inspired shooter at all. It just doesn't have anything really new or interesting to say or do with regards to the shooting that you're doing in it. Um, and the sort of minimal exception to the rule is when the game decides to issue the combat and lean more heavily on the really refined traversal options that Titanfall has always had, um, and that's something that not a lot of first-person shooters do because most first-person shooters are really bad at that. That 
platforming in a shooter is is generally something that we hear about and sort of shy away from. Um, but when the game is sort of channeling these almost portal type ideas about these sort of gimmicky uh, environment options that that I can't actually talk about until later in the week. But uh, um, when it when it indulges in its platforming, when it makes it about getting around an environment, it's a more successful, more fun game uh, with a lot less frustration. And you did call out that uh, that fluid movement system as one of the very best highlights of the game overall, but also specifically of the multiplayer component of the game. So what what makes this game's feel so good? You had such difficulty in your review describing that. I want to put you on the spot here. I mean, I, it's not necessarily that it's hard to describe. It's just it's described in such a way that it can be hard for people to understand. But there's this thing called latency that all games deal with, which is the delay between an input on your controller and the result on the screen. Uh, and one of Respawn's priorities as a studio which was also a priority when they were working on Call of Duty to sort of speak to that shared DNA I was talking about, is to make that latency as minimal as possible, to make it feel like the controls are responding preternaturally quickly to what you're doing. Uh, and, I, and I think that they're enormously successful in that regard, and they do it with a set of mechanics and options available to a player that makes it feel like second nature to really push the boundaries of your capability uh, as a, an avatar in the game world. Um, and it it's surprising. It's not surprising now because the original Titanfall did it as well, but it's still impressive that you can have so many movement and traversal options in a first-person shooter for them all to feel natural and not hidden behind layers of button presses and obfuscation. Uh, and so in that regard, Titanfall 2 is incredibly successful. You also, though, mentioned that there's there's really two completely different movement systems. There's a set of mechanics to, for how you move your player, but there's also a set of mechanics for how you move and interact with your Titan. So how, how do they differentiate between the two, and, and are they successful with both movement sets? So that latency I talked about with pilots, uh, with controls, is a little bit higher on Titans, and it feels intentional. Like there's that just like, tiny, tiny fraction of a second of additional delay between what your pilot is thinking and what the Titan is doing. And that might seem pretentious or a stupid thing to say, but that like slight delay, almost like you're moving a little bit through water makes it feel like the Titan is heavier than the pilot. And that I think is important to the way that the game feels. Um, I think that there's a good sense of recoil and oomph to the weapons you're using and the way that you move. And because you spend so much time navigating the world of Titanfall 2 on the ground as a pilot and then go up much higher in the air, about three or four stories up in the air as a, as a Titan in the same map, so you get a real sense of, of scale and in, in the way that you sort of overlook the map as a Titan that makes you feel big. Uh, and a lot of games don't really have that level of success in making you feel big in the right circumstances in their games. And I think in, in that way, Titanfall 2, much like the first game, is successful in that regard. We did have a few questions come in from folks on Twitter. Uh, one of them, though, uh, I think is really interesting. One, It's from Damian, uh, Damian Harris. Uh, he says that he hasn't seen the review yet, just came out. Um, 
But does Titanfall 2 suffer from EA's constant pushing of that freemium content inside of a full-priced game? Um, there's some there's some microtransaction stuff, I believe, but I, I just it really wasn't apparent in my time playing it. It wasn't something that felt sort of pushed. Uh, I, I mean, that could change when the game comes out, but I, I don't. I don't really see any particular issue with what Titanfall is doing. Also, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I didn't really have an issue with the way it was in, in Battlefield 1 either. So I might not be the best person to ask. <laughs> of course, they had those burn cards, I believe, uh, in the first Titanfall. Yeah, but those were those were never, um, as, as far as I remember, those were never really driven by in-app purchases. Uh, and, burn, and burn cards are totally removed from uh, from Titanfall 2, so that's not a thing that exists. Interesting. How does the progression system stack up? I know that there's many more options for pilot growth, for Titan growth. Yeah, they've they've doubled the number of Titans, uh, and each Titan has four different sort of loadout abilities in addition to being able to pick different weapon modifications. Uh, so there's a lot going on there, and there's like seven different kinds of pi- pilots, I think. Uh, and so there's a lot of stuff to unlock, uh, certainly a lot more stuff than was in the first game. And so I think that in that regard, people who weren't satisfied with the progression should be more so with this. Um, and also in, in a smart move, Respawn is committed to making sure that all of the DLC they'll release for the game will be free. Uh, which means that it won't fracture the player base the way that the paid DLC absolutely did and quickly with the first Titanfall game. Well, it was a great review. I appreciate you taking the time to to go a little bit deeper into it. What's next on your plate? Can you talk about it? Uh, theoretically, Dishonored, uh, the NES Classic, um, Watch Dogs 2, the PS4 Pro, uh, and then hopefully sleep in a couple of days off. <laughs> Well, I can hear it in your voice. You sound a little under the weather. Get some rest, get some fluids in you, and I will uh, talk to you soon, Arthur. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Charlie. And thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a lot more on Polygon.com, including a review of Dragon Quest Builders and Shadow Warrior 2. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Arthur Gies. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.